0: This is the morning sports desk for Tuesday, august twenty second. All right, Corey, welcome back. How's it going? Uh you know, it's been uh, it's been a few days since we've uh, what was it been like a week now? Week and yeah, a half? Something
1: like that. A little over. Something like that, a little, little, little over. Over a week.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot's changed since then. We have high school sports back on the schedule.
1: I know, it's awesome. We uh, had stuff, as a matter of fact, on our schedule yesterday. Um, There is even uh, some cross-country on the uh, calendar today. Interesting. Uh, Make the Lake in Detroit Lakes. Uh, A bunch of teams involved there. Uh, Yesterday we had girls' tennis. Today there's a bunch of girls' tennis uh, around the area, including the Highway 10 Tournament. Uh And that features a bunch of area teams. Wadena-Deer Creek hosts the singles tournament. Staples-Motley hosts the doubles tournament. And those two schools have have gone back and forth for years uh, um, hosting that. Uh, There's a triangular in Fergus Falls. There's a quad at Long Prairie Gray Eagle. There's a try in Brainerd. So, yeah, we're like locked and loaded on this high school sports schedule season. That first week of practice gets here and leaves and then just like that we're we're in it's officially fall, I guess. Right, and by the time we get our bearings this week, next
0: week we move into volleyball and football starting up and then we're uh into it and then school comes back and then we're really into it. And fall sports is in and out. Like that thing goes by so quick, so it's it's already here, so start enjoying it. I know we'll look up and it'll be mea, and we'll be like, okay, well, that was fun. Good job, everyone. <laughs> yeah, good job, everyone. Time for the four months of basketball, uh, <laughs> winter sports, man. Uh, uh, so, uh, I guess uh, with that, uh, it's it, it's really kind of the start of fall sports season, which is really fun. Uh, uh, Corey, how's it coming on the uh, on the broadcast schedule for uh, for the coming school year? It's not.
1: <laughs> it'll get here when it gets here. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. Yeah, we got time. Uh, that's uh, the we'll put the kind of finishing touches on all of that this week, and 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 figure out a plan of attack. And it, yeah, it's it's not far away. You'll be seeing us in a gym near you very soon.
0: Yeah, whether you like it or not. Right. Uh, by the way, there's also some football this week. I forgot about that. Uh, a couple nine man schools, I believe Bertha Hewitt and Verndale, uh, both have games this Thursday. Is that uh, right? Already because of uh, they're on zero week this year. So, yeah, it's crazy. Sure. We're in fall sports. We're, we're into the swing of things already. So that's crazy to start to think about already. Uh, so moving on to, to state sports, Corey, uh, looking at the Twins. Um, so I, I talked about yesterday on the morning sports desk, which you can hear on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, also WadenaRadio.com. Uh, I talked basically that the Twins kind of weirdly already have the division, lo- not locked up, but they're – in the driver's seat like they're they have a 95 percent chance according to FanGraphs, to win the division they have a six game lead now they play cleveland uh six times in the next 12 games uh but cleveland outside like the twins have a tough stretch they play the rangers they're playing milwaukee tonight but the guardians have a stretch where they're playing tampa they're playing toronto they're playing teams that are in the mix of this thing uh in the playoffs as well uh and Cleveland's already falling apart. So, for basically, the Twins are going to have to uh, play 500, like worse than 500 ball for the next month of the season for the rest of the year. And Cleveland's going to have to win at like a 90 win pace to try and catch up through the rest of the season. Right. Le- so, basically, that's already kind of taken care of. So, should the Twins start to think about, you know, What's the train of thought here? Do they start to rest everybody, and do they start to – the Twins have flirted with that six-man rotation. Do they start, like, trying to not just take their foot off the gas just a little bit to make sure everybody's, you know, not overworking themselves to get into the postseason? Or is it, you know, the the next step in logic is try and get that two-seed, and you can catch the Texas Rangers, who you play seven of your next 12 games or seven of your next 15, against – try and catch Texas Rangers, get the number two seed, because in this new playoff format, Corey, the two seed gets an automatic buy into the division series and can skip the three-game wild card series entirely.
1: Well, there's, there's a lot. First of all, I think there's 37 games left in the... Yeah, the Twins have 37 games left. 37 games left in the regular season. And yeah, 95% chance of... Winning the division or whatever you you said That number was Um, The AL Central stinks Mm -hmm. So Yeah do I feel confident In saying it's basically locked up No I do not (laughs) But as you mentioned they are absolutely In the the driver's seat and, And you kind of hammered that all out Now the idea of Should the Twins go for the two seed What the heck are they playing these games for Like aren't they just because they're 6 games up doesn't mean they're like going they're throwing they're just going to throw games away i don't aren't they just trying to win as many games as possible they're a first place team that would be at best third place in every other division in the entire uh, major league baseball they're just trying to win games so if you can get to a 2 seed cool i don't know that that's necessarily I think they're just trying to win as many games as possible. Is that is that too vague and too s- simple of an answer on, the, on all of this?
0: No, I mean, I think that's the right answer, but I'm going to play devil's advocate for you here. Uh, w- I mean, is it worth getting to an arbitrary number of wins to prove something to the other teams when, you know, maybe you try and push to win those four extra games when you already basically have the central locked up and then uh, you risk maybe letting Pablo Lopez or Sonny Gray pitch maybe a few more innings too many and they they wear down a little bit towards the end of the year or you rely too much on Duran towards the end of the year to try and get as many wins as possible even though you got the division locked up so that's kind of you know is it worth getting to 88 wins instead of just sitting at 84 wins and knowing that you have the central and you can kind of rest everybody up cuz keep in mind when the twins have gone into the playoffs the last however many times at whether it's Mauer in 2010 banged up with his knee going in, whether it's Morneau who had wasn't healthy in 09 or '10, or whether it's Buxton and Kepler being hurt and Crone being hurt in 2019, Donaldson and Buxton being hurt in 2020, uh, you know, is it maybe is it more important just to make sure everybody's healthy and getting into the postseason?
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's devil's advocate at all. I think that's exactly they're just gonna. I think they're just going to play baseball. I don't think the goal is to win the division, probably. And if they happen to catch the second place spot, cool. Like, isn't the goal the-, the goal is just going to be let's play as good a baseball as we possibly can? It still is only August. Now uh-huh. we're at the later stages of the month of August, but thing everyone starts to cool their jets in September anyway. So, yeah, I I. I don't foresee them moving to, like, a six-man rotation. But if they do during September, cool. They flirted enough with to it. Keep, is it enough to keep everybody... Yeah, no, I, I know they have. Will they? Who knows? That's, that's yeah. not... The point is... It's September. Things just get wonky anyway. The roster's double in size and we're just now they only start go to CMO 28 players now. players and okay, fine. The po- you understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, right? I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. The point is just to win games. They're just trying to win games. I don't know that there's this like we need to chase somebody down as a point. Just win just win games. If they're playing red hot baseball and they could somehow magically make the playoffs with 40 wins, you'd still be scared of them because they're red hot at the moment. Uh Just be playing your best baseball at the end of the season. Look, just, I don't care. This Twins team can
0: do it. Like, just win a postseason game, and they can do whatever they want from that point on. That's literally, like, people are like, why are you getting excited over this Twins team? They stink, and they'll make the playoffs, As like you said, Corey, with one of the worst records in the league for a playoff team, and I I don't care. They win a playoff game, and they end the streak. Let's hang a banner for them. The bar is that low.
1: Like I just, don't people keep asking, like, wouldn't it be a ride if this was the team that like made a little run? I'm like, why why is this even a conversation? Why would you care? Let it be this team. I don't Yeah. Let it be this team that wins a World Series. That'd be the best. Like the
0: eighty seven team that we all talk about. What was the mantra with them? They went worst to first. Like they were they stunk on the road. Like that like that eighty seven team wasn't perfect. They got hot at the right time and won. Yes. And that's the, I'm not saying this Twins team is exactly like the 1987 Twins. But, but the pitching's good. The pitching is good. Mm-hmm. The pitching is really good. And that's the, the biggest thing that they have hanging on their hats at this point in the year. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see how everything tracks down for the regular season. But I think it's at least good compared to what we were talking about last year, which is, holy cow, this has got to be the biggest collapse I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah, so- they, stunk, they stunk a year ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a specific goal. Yeah, of be the second place team. I uh, now they might have something in up in the locker room, like, right? You know, just a, to, a to magic keep everybody motivated. In second place, yeah. But just win, just win, baby. I think is the phrase.
0: All right, uh, Anthony Edwards had a pretty good Team USA showing uh, in the. I think it was just an exhibition game, but the FIBA tournament's coming up pretty soon. Anthony Edwards, uh, according to uh, Team USA coach Steve Kerr, said it's his team had 34 points in the game against Germany. Uh, It's not a star-studded team for Team USA, but Corey, has Anthony Edwards, uh, I talked about it yesterday, so I'll give you the floor. Is Anthony Edwards, like, we already know what Ant can be and we know who Ant is, but is this the year that the NBA more broadly accepts that Ant is a rising superstar?
1: I think NBA fans know who Anthony Edwards is. Mm -hmm. People are in on the NBA. Uh, get it. Yeah, if he has a good like FIBA run, um, that'll be that'll be really big. He's he's special. It was Steve Kerr said that, but the team was also kind of designed around his ability. It was kinda of his team. Like you're right, it's not a star studded team, but outside of you'd have to go back to like LeBron and D. Wade and Kobe all on one team, they kind of have cherry-picked these, like, up-and-comer kind of guys. Uh-huh. And Ant is the biggest superstar, or the biggest superstar potential of all of them. Yeah, I think they're going to, I think they know. LeBron picked him as the number one overall pick in the All-Star game last year. Uh-huh. I know that's a silly thing to say, but but players know who he is and the sort of excitement and ability that he brings to the floor. Mm-hmm. Dude's awesome, man.
0: He he's popped up before, and like he's gotten the cred of NBA Twitter when he's had a good game. But like, I think this is the year where like people just kind of accept. It's more of like, yeah, yeah, like he's a rising star. Do you think that year three is the year he becomes like? Because I mean, we've talked about this. Like, he's growing. Like his game is. Like his game is growing. He's working on things. He's getting you know in the lab. He's got the Instagram videos. Uh, Like he's shown flashes. He's shown stretches. Is this the year we fully get it, or is this kind of another step in progression? Because keep in mind, NBA guys take a very long time to develop into their true
1: kind of talent level. Well, I mean, I hope it's the year that he makes a leap, but I also hope everyone remains patient with him. It's the Jason Tatum thing for for Boston. I mean, it took him almost it it felt like a decade, you know, maybe five, six, seven years for Jason Tatum uh-huh. to finally ascend to that. I am you know if you think about like biology guys don't physically mature until they're 25, 26, 27 years old. Uh-huh. He's, and he's 21. So he is still growing into his body, he's still actually physically maturing. I think he's going to make another leap. He has done nothing but make leaps in his career so far. That'll be really important. Um yeah, man, I hope so. <laughs> a five. From, I hope this is the year.
0: A five from day five. Uh, so Corey, one last thing before I let you go here. So apparently in Maine, uh, they've Kool Aid bursts are apparently banned. Okay. Uh, I don't. Uh, it, there's a sugary drink tax in Maine, so Kool Aid is not allowed in the state due to the high tax rate. Uh, businesses just aren't even putting it on the shelves. Uh, so Corey, my question to you is, what, what sugary drink, what? bad for you snack what guilty pleasure snack do you have that if they got banned in this similar circumstance would you create a black market for because they're
1: just too valuable to you to not have in your house this is not an exact same scenario but this thing actually already kind of exists amongst a certain select few people that i know do you know what spotted cow is yes yeah yeah the drink from wisconsin yeah, it's a beer from Wisconsin. It's excellent beer and I that already happens. I already like, "Hey, you're heading to Wisconsin. Pick me up a six-pack of Spotted Cow when you come back through. That'd be awesome." It already exists. Otherwise, I'm not that like a snacky of a person. If there were no cool ranch Doritos, I'd probably revolt. Yeah. So there he <laughs> Corey'd be starting protests at the state capitol
0: for Cory cool right, right, Doritos. Right. <laughs> All right, Corey Tackman, everybody. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, August twenty second.